All right, welcome back into the Plank Show right here on The Ref with Josh Helmer. I'm Chris Plank. If you've missed any of Hour 1 with KJ Kindler or Hour 2, I am watching it get loaded onto the podcast page as we speak. Let's go. A couple of quick texts, and we'll hit the uh, top five stories today brought to you by Newcastle Casino for the 918. Williams hobbling around the field. Where was the team docker trainers? Did anyone with any medical background evaluate the injury? He was hobbling. Go figure. I see who runs that team. CW. That's who. Well, Lincoln Riley said he tried to take him out of the game. Um, oh, you need to go get Brendan Presley from Oklahoma State, writes the 405. Two-time Gatorade player of the year and wanted to go to Oklahoma. They're looking at wide receivers. Two offers out there that we know of. I was having a conversation the other day. No way. With some, I know we have a conversation every day. Somebody involved in the recruiting process. And they told me you wouldn't even realize how busy it is right now at the receiver position. Really? Interesting. I think that was both in innies and outies. So, interesting. By the way, who is going to play receiver for the Sooners in the bowl game um, with <laughs> Weiss, Darby, Trayvon West in the portal, and Marvin Mims probably off to the NFL? Though Mims did say he was going to play in the bowl game, right? He said that after the Texas Tech game. But Is there any chance Mims comes back? You, you, you said that like you were someone who might have – a little knowledge on that. Is that just pure planculation? Another word for speculation. Or is this, you, you heard something from somebody. That's just asking a question. In my conversation with people involved in the recruiting process at the receiver position, Marvin Mims is not a name we have talked about. So take that for what it's worth. Right. It would be expected that uh, he would second round, third round, goodbye. Right, or may- maybe, maybe you look at the field and you say, "Gosh, if I go out and I have a good year, and I like the strength training that I'm getting here, I've learned how to lead, and maybe I'm doing okay in in NIL, maybe, but." I, I do know what you're looking up right now. The the money for a second round, about two mil a season, right? Around there. It's pretty good. I don't think he's getting two mil in NIL. So who knows? Maybe whatever he sent in his paperwork to the NFL, if he did that, maybe they didn't give him back what he wanted to hear. Maybe he heard fourth or fifth round guy and he feels like he could be better than that. I know joking before the season started for Marvin Mims, the thought was he could be a first round pick. And that didn't necessarily work out. It's a $4 million difference, though, in a lot of ways. Oh, no. Hasn't been brought up. Plank, it's Tulane John. Oh, my gosh, Tulane John checking in. You may have to call the show, John. Long time no talk. Just got back from New Orleans last weekend and witnessed the madness. What are your thoughts on the game versus USC? I think our defense could shut them down. Well, well, yeah. Absolutely. Tulane's a favorite in that game now. <laughs> Did you know that? 
Tulane is a favorite in the Cotton Bowl over USC. That's awesome. I mean, that's important to Nick Saban. So, on a neutral field, Tulane was a favorite over USC. So, obviously, there you go. Uh, And then the great unexplainable. Can you explain how you can transfer every year? Is there a penalty or an eligible time period after transferring once? All right, this is – it's a good point. Very confusing. Uh, Graduate from college and you can transfer whenever you want if you're a graduate student. Um, NCAA has entered uh, the one-time transfer world, so you get a free transfer. So there's at least two. And then I'm not going to sit here and pretend I understand all the rules, like how in the world JT Daniels could still have two years of eligibility left, which seems crazy to me. But graduate, one-time portal, and then there's the COVID exemption. And I'm not even going to pretend to know that works. So there you go. And continuing to do the answering of all the questions. If a player enters the portal and is not offered, does the school still have to honor his scholarship? No. Nope. Not at all. Got to be invited back. Once you enter the portal, you, you're basically, you've left the team. And you've left the school. Now, maybe I should rephrase that. Once you've entered the portal, you've left the team. Now, you're still enrolled at the school, but you're, you're going to lose your scholarship, period. You kind of – no more team dinners. And remember everyone last year got all mad at the, uh, Nick Rolovich whenever the Washington State trans, uh, kid said, I'm entering the transfer portal, and they, like, cleaned out his locker. It's like, yeah, you're, you're not a part of the team if you are on, in the portal. Right. Goodbye. And they can handle it differently, right? Schools can handle it differently if they want – but my understanding is once you're in the portal, unless they're trying to keep you, it's get your ass out of here. Mm-hmm. All right, let's hit the top five stories today. Brought to you every single day by the good folks at Newcastle Casino. Here we go. It's time for the top five stories of the day. Brought to you by Newcastle Casino. Newcastle Casino, where real gamers play. Let's go, man. Newcastle Casino. Conveniently located off I-44 and exit 107, $4. Uh, They offer 14 table games, including blackjack, three-card poker, ultimate Texas Hold'em, and Baccarat. I was talking to my good friend Crystal Codina about Newcastle when I was out there. She gave it her thumbs up. Oh, thank you. There was one more to add. You get a free transfer with a coaching change, too. Head coaching change? Head coaching change. Not position coach. Head coaching change. Completely left that out. Thank you, 405. Which is kind of a new thing, too. All right, here we go. Um, Newcastle Casino, big story, number five. Number five. Oklahoma City Thunder, get that win last night in a game that, I mean, this isn't by any stretch of the imagination a knock on Oklahoma City, but had two non-Thunder stories that kind of stole center stage. First of all, the Thunder won the game, 121-114. It's a big win. Right? That's a big win for OKC against a really good Atlanta Hawks team. And another big night for SGA in the Thunder. Gillis Alexander on the run, four on one. Down the lane to the rim, dumps himself. Hammers home the biggest shot of the night. 35 points for Shea. Thunder win at 121-114. But the story circled the report that Trey Young had left 
the Hawks and refused to play in the game. I respect what you're saying about the, the, the private of, of, of the locker room, the private of, of the practice core. We're not here. I guess it's just a public thing of you not going to support your teammates when you're healthy about not going on the bench. So where's the disconnect there? If I was healthy, I would have been playing. But, I mean, John was in a boot, and he was still at the game. Yeah, but you don't know the full story. Again. You wanna... Again. No, I don't want to. So that's just there's more to it if you're being healthy. And just, I mean, A private matter needs to stay private. More? We're all grown men here, and there's sometimes we don't always agree. And... Um, I mean, it's unfortunate that private situations and private conversations get out to the public, but I guess that's the world we live in now. But uh, I mean, I'm just I'll just focus on basketball and focus on helping my team win, and that's what I got to get to refocus it on. Young played uh, 37 minutes last night, finished with 23 points, was just one of seven from three-point range. And then, so you got this Trey Young back and forth where he missed a game, and everyone claimed he got in a fight with his coach. Again, I don't know what's real and what isn't. But I, uh, it looked like the Atlanta Hawks play-by-play guy had a heart attack before the game started. Oh, my on goodness. On camera. Now, again, thankfully, it looks like he's going to be okay. It was, a, it was what's been described as a medical emergency. And they, they claimed dehydration. Now, Awful Announcing had put the actual video up. And I'm not going to lie to you because – I was it automatically started playing whenever I scrolled past it, so I'm gonna watch it. And it was concerning, dude. It was scary. But Bob Rathburn is his name, and he's been the longtime voice of the Hawks. And while they were on TV, while they were live doing their open, you could see he started he went back and just froze. So again, the Did good they news, leave the tweet up? No, they took it down and they apologized. Yeah. I, I mean, li- literally right away, everyone was like, you've got to take this down. Saw that one coming. But yeah, there you go. He seems to be okay. So two stories took away from the Thunder win last night, but there's the details on him. All right, big story number four. Number four. Man, Monday Night Football was a snoozer last night, but it did involve a dramatic comeback. Here's the snap, Brady dropping, looking, Brady throws, caught ball, it's caught, touchdown Tampa Bay, Rashad White, Rashad White, touchdown Buccaneers, fire the cannons, Bucks tie the game at 16, Brady with a dart, and Rashad White finishes. Tom Brady afterwards talked about his love for uh, Lenny, one Leonard Fournette. Lenny, I love Lenny, nobody loves Lenny more than me, probably his mother, a few of his family members, but I'm probably right right up there and um you know Rashad's doing a great job so week 13 is in the books week 13 is in the books did you watch any of the Manning cast last night uh I actually yeah I did uh, very very briefly when Randy Moss was on there yep. they um it's interesting they really have expanded that a that NFC playoff picture graphic they they have uh, four and eight teams and a five and eight team sniffing around the playoffs, but the Buccaneers with that win last night improved improved to six and six. So technically, like the Falcons and the Panthers are only two games out of first place right now, which is crazy. Uh, so that puts a wrap on week thirteen of the National Football League Thursday night football. I know you're all looking forward to it. The Raiders and the Rams, exciting times around here. And I guess we're all on Odell Beckham Jr. watch right now. But here we go. I love this take this morning. In fact, I loved it so much I even screenshotted it. It's from Denton Day. 
who works over at SiriusXM. He writes, the Odell Beckham Jr. sweepstakes has turned into a weird version of the boy who cries wolf. Will he sign? Will he not sign? If he will sign, why hasn't he signed? It's week 14. Yeah, I'm, You have four games or at least four weeks that you're going to have him on your roster. And it was like, oh, go get Odell Beckham Jr. He's going to make all the difference in the world. He had a good playoff run with the Rams last year, but it took one of the receivers getting hurt. He's been a terrible teammate. I don't. I don't understand this Odell Beckham Jr. craze. Do you are, do you want him in KC though? No, I I think Kansas City's fine with skill guys. Very simple. All right, um, that's Monday Night Football and a couple of NFL things. But our biggest story in the NFL comes to big story number three. Number three. Baker Mayfield is currently a free agent. Well, let me rephrase that. Baker Mayfield is going through waivers. It is expected, Josh Elmer. It is expected that Oklahoma, sorry, it is expected that the Oklahoma quarterback will have an opportunity to actually get claimed. So instead of going through waivers unclaimed and then you can kind of pick where you want to go, I think it was Adam Schefter this morning who said, oh, he's going to get claimed. And many think it's going to be the San Francisco 49ers where Baker ends up. Real quick, last night, his former head coach, now Steve Wilkes, Talked about the process that they went through in deciding to let Baker walk. Baker has been, you know, released. You know, we had a conversation uh, today. Baker has been nothing but professional since he's been here. A complete pro. Tremendous respect for him. Uh, as he and I had a conversation, uh, I talked about, you know, my decision uh, at the time uh, to go to Cleveland. Uh, was all based off him and their offense and having an opportunity to be you know, with a productive team that I felt could move the ball. And, you know, this is a, you know, a tough business. Uh, and sitting in this seat, you know, it's a tough decision on my part. But uh, it was something that I felt like uh, was the best move for the team moving forward. Okay. We'll see where he lands. You think San Francisco's a good site? You think the Rams potentially claim him? I mean, the Rams don't have anything to play for. They, they're not, they don't have a draft pick until the third, second or third round. So it's not like draft positioning is there. I wouldn't be surprised to see the Rams claim him, to be honest with you. But how about this story that just broke? Are you following this? The Titans firing their GM? John Robinson has been fired as the general manager of the Titans, a team that is currently in the playoffs. Did the A.J. Brown revenge game get John Robinson fired this weekend? (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I don't think I've ever seen this before in the history of ever. A team that is in the playoffs, probably comfortably in the playoffs, right? In the playoffs, they go out and they fire their general manager. Yeah, that that is unique. Something's got to be going on there, right? And he's pretty good. He's a well-respected GM. Something had to happen, right? It can't just be the A.J. Brown thing. It can't be. And especially since everybody was on board with that move. That wasn't just a John Robinson decision. Well, I am blown away by this right now. So maybe there was something a little extracurricular beyond this. The Titans made the playoffs in four of his six full seasons, got to the AFC title game in 2019, and are going to win the AFC South for the third straight year. And this is just his seventh season as the GM. I'm sorry, this makes no sense whatsoever. Anyway, there you go. 
John Robinson out, Baker Mayfield likely to be claimed by the Niners. He's on waivers as we speak. We'll see if several teams put in a claim in a time whenever, let's face it, quarterback play. Not good across the league outside of a handful of places. Big story number two. Number two. Tonight, OU men's basketball back in the Lloyd Noble Center. I don't know much about UMKC. Well, they don't even call themselves UMKC anymore. They're now the University of Kansas City. I know this. We haven't had a chance to see the Oklahoma Sooners in the LNC in a minute. In fact, the last home game for the Sooners was, what, November 18th? Since then, they won the ESPN Events Invitational. They fought and lost a tough one in the Big 12 Big East battle against Villanova. And now they're back playing two of its next three games at home and three straight in the state of Oklahoma. Kansas City tonight, 7 o'clock. Coverage on the Sooner Radio Network and ESPN+. Plus. ESPN 2 on Saturday at noon against Arkansas, and then on the 17th, the following Saturday, against Central Arkansas at home. Which gets us to big story number one. Number one. Number one. Number one. Tracking all the latest portal news, including a couple of other offers that Oklahoma has couple of other offers that Oklahoma's laid out there. We'll give them to you next right here on the Home of Sooner Fans. That's Josh on Plank. This is The Ref. Attitude. By the way, I uh, I got to give a very big uh, shout-out to, well, first of all, my man Quinn, because Quinn, like your boy, is is a little bit tired of every single person that puts – their name in the transfer portal to have a tweet underneath it that says, do you like covered wagons? Meanwhile, I'm thinking about some 18, 19-year-old kid going, hey, what the? What's he talking about covered wagons? What's going on here? But I will, I will say the, uh, the good people at Red Dirt Sports were kind enough to, to get in on the, on the side. Does uh- – Thank you very much, at Red Dirt Sport, whomever you may be. Love Red Dirt Sport. Great follow. <laughs> Can you search for me? Is Covered Wagons, is that domain name, is that still available? Um, I guess so. Let's look. You thinking about a future website? Why not, you know? Covered Wagons. You and I can just, some of our musings, we can just no, put it over there. It's It says the site can't be reached. Um, Covered wagon.com <laughs> is that oh too- you can buy it there you go is that too corny for us maybe so maybe so but i'm i'm in sooner's 360s out there now right i mean what's one more ou website that's right, right. that's right what is one we more? have some built-in cachet with you that's true i might be able to help i might be able to help but yeah let's see if we can make it happen so extra income for you it's funny to me i'm not I appreciate the awareness of my man over at Red Dirt Sport for knowing just how overly obnoxious he's being, which is chef's kiss fantastic. <laughs> um, Self-aware. We love that. The 918 is reporting that Kyrie Jackson, the defensive back from Alabama, has been offered by OU. Now, listen, I am not somebody who works in the world of needing to triple stamp or double stamp 
any report that's out there. But I would say that former Alabama cornerback Tyree or Kyrie Jackson would definitely be a guy that you would be interested in. Community college dude, spent two years at Bama. I mean, I don't have to point out the obvious tie that would be there. Hey, oh, East Mississippi. East Mississippi. And that last chance you? Scroll down and see who recruited him real quick. I'm sorry. So I would assume that Jay Valai was involved. I don't even have Arizona listed. Or Alabama listed. Freddie Roach, Carl Scott, oh, okay. is who they have as a primary and secondary. Didn't play or doesn't have massive stats that you're going to look at and go, go get this guy. But seemed to play a lot of snaps. Yeah, Barton Simmons, second, third round projection from way back when. Not bad. So, I mean, look, he's regarded, was a four-star kid, 6'3", 197. I think it's good. Worth a flyer. Worth a flyer, right? But see, again, we're getting into exactly what we said, right? This is going to be very specific in what Oklahoma is going to go after. Maybe. If both of those receivers say they're coming or if Brendan Presley says he's coming, I think you'll make a spot for an extra receiver, right? But I don't think you're going to see him go get a ton of guys in multiple positions. I just – I don't. Now, again, like I said, this is my years of experience and not having the transfer portal to talk about incessantly, right? This is all new to all of us. But – I mean, if you took a player at every position, that's 22 guys you're bringing in. I'm sorry, Josh, but based on my social media feed, that's what everyone wants to have happen. <laughs> if everyone that's in the portal, they want to come to Oklahoma. But I agree. And that's fine. I get it. I'm, I'm like that with the Raiders, so I'm not trying to be a jerk. But, yeah, I, um, I think that you're going to see a receiver, a corner, or maybe a secondary player, right? Maybe both, so that's three. I don't – someone had asked about uh, Javion Cohen. I don't think he's going to be a guy they go after. That's just me, but who knows? I think they like some of the young guys. Now, pause there for a moment. Bill Beanbow likes experienced offensive linemen. They've got three true freshmen that are coming in on the O-line. They have committed a lot of scholarships to offensive linemen. I don't – I know everyone's like, but they're losing their tackle and they're losing their tackle and they might lose their guard. But there's a lot of dudes that you've been waiting to see that we haven't. Both the Jakes, Savion Bird is a name that we keep hearing about. Is Chris Murray coming back or not? You know, I don't know. I don't know. So I would think the thought would be, all right, let's see if these young guys are ready before maybe committing more on the portal offensive line wise. So I've, it's possible. I'm not going to say absolutely not. But I think receiver, maybe another corner or safety, edge rusher, maybe we've already seen a defensive tackle get added. And I do think it might be interesting to see about a, a tight end, which is why Austin Stogner, I think, is just a slam dunk right now. I really sure. do. But, again, like I said, nothing official, and you want to go out and get the best players, period. So, you know, I – I wouldn't be surprised by anything they do or don't do, I guess, is the most generic way I can put that. What is our official guys that have gone into the transfer portal number at? Can you add that okay. up for me? For Oklahoma? Yeah. Now, from our reporting, we have 15. Okay, so if Oklahoma, say, adds 10 mm -hmm. out of the transfer portal, that's 
five less than what they've lost, right? Is that a good number? You, you replenish. How many did you say out of the portal? Ten? Yeah. I'm, I'm not even saying is that likely. I'm saying, like, philosophically, do you like that number? Two-thirds of what you lose, you replace via the transfer portal, and the rest maybe you allocate, again, to freshmen coming into the program. Philosophically, how do you feel about it? In 2023? Perfect. That's that's a great number, right? In 2024 and beyond, I expect that to consistently be single digits. Really? You think it's going down, down, down? For Oklahoma. For Oklahoma. Because you're settled. You like what you've got. You've got two recruiting classes. By that point, three. Yeah, there's going to be guys that don't work out. But, I mean, if if I'm not trying to be a jerk, but if you pay attention – to the way that Britt Venables has spoke, this is just not going to be a program that's going to break its neck in the portal. They're going to go get good players, but they don't want to have a complete roster overhaul every year. Right. And look, if if Oklahoma goes out and let's say single digits, right, can still be eight ads out of the transfer portal, if that's eight guys that you're bringing in or six guys, right. let's even subtract it by two. If you're bringing six guys in that could be le- legitimate starters for you, that's a lot. Right. Six guys that, even if they're not starters, let's say four starters, two guys that spot duty, right? That's that's a lot that you're bringing out of the portal right. each and every year. Right. Um, I just I, I think your number this year is good. But I would say for the future, barring a mass exodus of a recruiting class, right, where you have something happen like uh, 2019 for Oklahoma, where just none of those guys are around anymore, you'll, I think you're going to see single digits pretty consistently throw you out of the portal. And in short, then, philosophically, you're not down with replacing two-thirds of what you lost via the transfer portal. I'm not down with it, but again, I guess – I guess it's no different, too, than getting too carried away in recruiting. You know, now that we have a little bit of data, data, take that for data, I would love to see the percentage of hits out of the portal as opposed to hits from your recruiting class, right? Like, in other words, are, and it's so hard. you got to have, like, a whole other department. But it's so hard to imagine what, what that might look like if stats started to come out that said, well, you know, teams that have had more than, give me a percentage of their roster that are transfers, like 20%, their hit rate on that is better than teams that have, you know, more commitment to committing to the high school guys, I guess is the point. Or their, their signing classes. Well, and Are I, you having more success in the portal than you are with high school guys? I think it's worth saying this again, Plank. You and I – our definition and our listeners and fans' definitions of quote-unquote a hit out of the portal and what the coaching staff maybe considers a hit out of the portal could be wildly different, right? For example, Laulu, did, did you get kind of what you expected to get? I mean, was that what the – now, you and I and everybody else might have thought, okay, well, look at all this production and – you hope that you can duplicate that, or maybe it's even more at Oklahoma. What was the coaching staff's evaluation? Did they get 
what they thought they were going to get. I don't know. It is 11.36. We're due a break. Uh, what did I tell you is a potential landing spot for Baker Mayfield outside of San Francisco? Because everyone was like, Niners, Niners, Niners. The Los Angeles football Rams. According to a report from Mike Florio, don't be surprised if the Rams end up with Baker Mayfield. Now, he won't play on Thursday, obviously. But that'd be, um, that'd be one heck of a fit. Down the stretch. It'd be more exciting if he played on Thursday. I'm going to tell you something. I think that could work. I think that could work. For a team that hasn't doesn't have anything in the future in the in the coffers for a draft pick, I think that'd be interesting. All right, we'll do a break. When we come back, let's uh, hit the best of the air comfort solutions text line right here on the ref. We're watching the shootout in the round of 16, the knockout stage between Morocco and Spain. Our World Cup updates are brought to you by All-American Roofing. See what I did there? Sponsor integration. And Morocco just put it in the back of the net. I was watching the do – you know do you know there's a new hideaway in town? Were you aware of that? There's a new hideaway right over there at North Park. Is that what we call it? North – yeah. University North Park? There you go. Pretty good. I went there yesterday. UNP? Yeah. It was nice. And I bring it up because I was watching the Brazil blowout and watching the penalty kick that my man Neymar had. He went with the stutter when he walked up to the bar. As a standout uh, penalty kick taker. Oh! He bounced it off the bar. Ugh, that's gross. Morocco up 1-0. Is that on Fox? It, it is, correct. Okay. But as the penalty kick taker for the 8th grade Bucks in East Dalton, um, I would have to say that I was not a fan, Josh, of chopping your feet to go actually take the shot. Do with that whatever you want. I'm just here for information. This, is, this would be a monster upset, would it not? Upset? Trevor says yes. I mean, Spain could could win this whole thing um sky chicken has checked in from western oklahoma he writes covered plank wagon leave us with a softball nugget before you check out today it's been quiet about softball lately morocco puts it in the back of the net oh man it's it's nervous city um spain question why couldn't someone just be kind enough to put the calendar back in the studio so I can look up and see the date? It's just sitting right out there. It's literally too. sitting on the desk. Yep, nobody's looking at it. All right, December 6th. Today is December 6th. Softball starts the second weekend in February. And I say this with peace and love because y'all know no one loves softball more than I do. I'm okay with a little downtime. I'm okay. You know what's you know what's good? Quiet and no news. Alex Duraco had a bit of a tough spring, but or a, a tough fall, but she was dinged up, so I think she's going to get back to Oh, oh man! <laughs> what a save! Oh, no. Uh, Spain, it's not looking good. Settle down. Settle down, says the coach from the sidelines. Settle. Meanwhile, Spain's coach is just sitting. He realizes it's over for him. Yep, yep. <laughs> Kiss that uh, oh. contract goodbye. Oh, what a play, too. Read it the whole way. Did he telegraph it? Yeah. Did he talk? Yeah. Trevor nods and says yes. Looks like Norman North. 
Looks like North. Oh, no. <laughs> I just pure defense. Norman North championship soccer coach Trevor LaFoon in studio watching along with us. But I, I don't really have anything from softball. It's all good. You know, Coach Casso was inducted to the, the Hall of Fame. Uh, Grace Lyons, you guys, everyone that freaked out when she wasn't in two fall ball lineups said she's doing okay. But I just I, – right now there's not much going on. Kids are getting better, staying healthy. I love that – oh, what a save. Had to have it. Needed it. Spain's goalkeeper stepped up. They, they need him to uh, sit on his head back there a little bit. Um, but to me, it's, it's – hey, no news is good news right now. And nobody's left and no one's coming in. Uh, here, but I like that text that you've got pulled up, Josh, and for some reason I can't find it. But thank you so much, Western Oki Sky Chicken. This is from the 405. See, these are the more – you guys need to give yourself names. Do that, and I'll put it in there, and I'll never forget. I really don't think it's wise to bank on the portal ever, hoping this is the last big year we have dipping our toes in the portal pool. I think 10 guys max, like you talked about, three defensive linemen, a couple offensive linemen, receivers, two, couple defensive backs, and LBs. It's just going to take that one player, though, Plank. As soon as Oklahoma gets that Addison out of the portal, oh, that's that's it. Oh, I mean, absolutely. That's oh man. Is Spain zero for three in their yeah. penalty kicks? Is is it over? No, no, no. They got to make one more. Yeah, they just they just need one in the back of the net, and it's done. I mean, it's all over. But the uh, the crying now, though. Dude, that goalie from Morocco is legit. Hold on, this will be a cool moment. This is an upset, right? Oh, dude, a huge upset. Massive. This would be like the U.S. actually moving on. So Right. Morocco. Probably actually bigger than that. Wow. Morocco is one made penalty kick away from eliminating Spain from the World Cup. Hold on, let's see. Hey, listen, everyone just listen along. The magic that is there. I did. I told Trevor whenever he came in, I've. I fell in love with the dude that took the coin toss because he gave the hugs like I do, gave the little bro handshake and just knelt his head on the dude's shoulder. We, we probably can't just share the audio with you. No, Brian. no, no. I don't want to. I mean, are you kidding me? People tattle on us for playing OU highlights. Can you imagine how quickly they'd narc on us if we play the World Cup live? And boom. Oh, there it is. Ball game. Oh, look. <laughs> <laughs> a little and a little chicken shimmy. From Morocco, who is moving on in the World Cup. They have wow. eliminated Spain. Espanol goes down. Spain stinks, man. What about your chokers? It looks like half the crowd is Mor- Moroccans? 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 There you Brought go. to you by All-American Roofing. OU Optimist writes, until OU has a top five class four consecutive years, they will need to get ten or so fillers every year for starters and depth. Okay. I disagree. I don't think you need a top five class for consecutive years, but you're not going to get one this year. You're not going to – oh, you optimist, stay optimistic. They're not going to be getting double-digit guys out of the portal on a consistent basis. It's just not reality. This year and last year are the anomalies. And Conjol and Murray are out of eligibility. Are they? Are we sure? I don't know anyone who's truly out of eligibility outside of Justin Broyles and um, Michael Turk. I'm not sure anyone is out. I don't even know if Braden Willis is out of eligibility. I think you can pretty much, you can pretty much, if you want, try to sit. Oh well, you know, I had that injury here and it cost me. Okay, another year. There we go. Um, 
for the 405. I like Stogner. This is Braxton from Edmond. I like Stogner, but he's not a blocking tight end or a powerful one, just a really good pass catcher. He would probably do nothing of the sorts like Braden Willis did. Okay, so I would say, I would say if I were you, I'd go back and watch some South Carolina football this year because that's all Austin Stogner did for South Carolina this season. Um, but, no, I, I hear what you're saying. And then one more, draft scout Matt Miller says OU is making a push to keep Anton Harrison. Is there a real chance? No. All right, it is 11.49 right here on the I, – I like Matt Miller. He doesn't know anything about what's going on at OU unless Gabe told him that. But I think that, you know, the push had been made to say, hey, we'd love to still have you back here. So, yes, we gave the basketball tickets away. Sorry, too late on that from the 405. Oh, you optimist is very optimistic today, it seems, LOL. Oh, you optimist does uh, tend to be very optimistic. Well, you got to have four classes in the top five before you don't. No, no, no. That's... Calm down. But it's going to be okay. Could you imagine? We did get just the one less soccer. Please tell I know. I was kind of proud. Of, I'm proud of you today, OU fans. Proud of you, Ref Army. And to that texture, just know that you're dangerously close. I think, I think you're sliding by today, but... Dan on Twitter writes, oh, you should offer every single Bama player in the portal <laughs> immediate upgrade and not only talent, but the overall mindset. Maybe so. All right, quick break. We'll wrap it up next right here on the Home of Sooner Fans. That was fun. That was unexpected. Morocco knocking off Spain. Little insider knowledge there from Trevor LaFoon in studio. Every time that Dan McLaughlin gets in trouble, my mom sends me a text to tell me I should apply for the job. <laughs> it's like, whoa. Uh, sad story out of St. Louis, though, man. Cardinal TV announcer Dan McLaughlin was charged with felony persistent DWI, which would be his third. Third. He's been like the Cardinals TV guy for 20-odd years. Oh, man. Not good. So that's uh, a that's ball game. Yeah. You get your third, you're going to spend a little time in jail. Yep, 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 yep. No, you get your first, you're going to spend a little time in jail. But, yeah, this would be an extended stay. I'm, I mean, I'm not going to lie to you. It's, I don't think that I would still have a job here if I had 3D WIs. So I'm actually, there's a part of me that's kind of interesting that he would still have a job. But, yeah, here we are. Mm-hmm. Two texts before we say adios. Boy, that's that's sad. Addiction, man. It's the worst. From the nine one eight, we have def- we have offensive players that can run an offense and succeed. It's the O coordinator that has made some questionable play calling decisions. Not good at all. Jeff Levy is going to be a head coach. He's awesome, and everyone everyone was learning a little bit this year, and I get that. But I am a huge Jeff Levy fan. You come here for Jeff Levy slander. You're lucky I don't block you. Uh, In Clearwater sooner. The NCAA should place a limit on how many transfer players a team can have on its roster during a given season. Interesting, that's what KJ was talking about earlier today. Players can still transfer out if they want, but this limit would narrow their options when some teams have reached their limit of transfers on the roster. 
would probably discourage some of the madness if many of the top-tier type programs are no longer an option for the players seeking to transfer. Well, and then you go, like, Brock Vandegrift is someone that I keep waiting to see in the transfer portal, but, I mean, he's he's still there, and maybe he looks at it as, well, this is it for Stetson Bennett, and all Bennett's been is, I mean, Stetson Bennett was on my Heisman ballot. I mean, I know he doesn't have the 300-yard passing games that you people need, but in the biggest games, he played his best. Well, where would they be without Stetson Bennett? Well, we saw. They couldn't score a touchdown against Clemson, and JT Daniels was terrible. Most underappreciated player in college football. But my point is, you know, you look at a place, and and Brent Vandegrift comes to mind because, you know, you think he would leave and automatically feel like he could go to a place that was all over him, like USC or Oklahoma. But the reality is that opportunity might not be there. And then you're stuck. Then where are you going? You end up at East Carolina or something, which is nearly, not nearly as prestigious. But you're playing, and maybe that's what matters to. All right, let's see what new news we have tomorrow out of the portal. Yesterday, we added Brian Darby, Trayvon West, and Cedric Roberts, according to reports. Sooners still have the two additions as of now. Could a third be coming in a familiar face? Steelman and Thune at Noon are talking about it next right here on The Ref.